Ooh. What are the three things you should do on day one as a scrub master? Um, I guess it depends. Is it is it your first day ever as a scrub master or your first day with a new team? Um, maybe it doesn't. So, first day as a scrum master, you're just about to meet your team. Okay? First thing to do is remember they're already doing work. They already have a way of working. It's not on you to tell them what to do. So don't go in there and just start making changes. Instead, take your time. Okay? Day one, be prepared to really make no changes at all to the process, to how they're working because it might work for them. So just hang back a bit. You're going into an observation mode instead of an action mode. You're trying to understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. And that means that A, you're showing them the respect they deserve for getting a process that does deliver, as well as taking that opportunity to really absorb everything you can about what they're doing and why they're doing it. So that when you feel ready and you do make that switch, you can come along with useful ideas, things that they know you've considered and the changes, the experiments have got a better chance of success. So the first thing is, and those who know me won't be surprised, do nothing. Second thing, get meetings in your diary for not only the people in your team, but the key stakeholders and influencers around that team. Okay? A Scrum Master's role is an incredibly social role. It's a very influence-based role. So you need to meet people. You need to meet them and get to know them, get to know what their problems are, what their concerns are, and what success looks like for them so that you can help them be better at what they do and improve in the organisation in the way that they want to. Again, this isn't about you. This is all about them. It's about your team. It's about the stakeholders. It's about the influencers outside of that immediate bubble. Understanding what makes them tick and how you can help them. In the long run, it means that you're in a position that when you need their help, you've already got the start of a relationship. When I first join a client, one of the first things I always do is buy the first contact coffee. Simple as that. Let's go grab a coffee, have a chat away from the work environment, take them to a coffee shop or if there's something in-house, that's all good. Okay, And have the conversation you need to have. But I close with a simple question. Who else do I need to talk to? Who are the two people that I could do with talking to next? And can you introduce me? That way, from every meeting, I'm finding two new people and hopefully having a warm introduction to them so it's not just some random person turning up to have a chat. That means that in a very short period of time, no matter the size of the organisation, I can scale it top to bottom and side to side. Because then I've met lots and lots of people in influential places that maybe the team haven't, they don't have time to. And when problems start to bubble up and surface, I have a network I can lean on. I can go and ask people. Can you help with this? I know this isn't your area, but maybe you know who I could talk to. And that becomes invaluable as a Scrum Master because we don't have authority ourselves. What we have is influence. And the first step in influence is that initial relationship. So step two, start building that network around you.
And step three, plan a really good retro. Day one, start thinking about it. What does that retro look like? What makes this team tick? How can you engage them in one of the most important meetings really in the Agile canon? A way to engage them and really seek out impactful changes, not necessarily huge changes, but impactful ones. Things that make them stop and think and go, oh, actually this person knows what they're doing. They've got good from us. And that way, they're more willing to come around the next time, as well as they have a change that they can take in. So when you plan that retro, you need to make it engaging. You need to make it a bit of fun, let's be honest. But you have to have in the back of your mind, it needs to be effective. And by that, I mean only a very few actions coming out. One is sufficient, but that one needs to be well-crafted. I prefer to look at them as experiments. So it's a hypothesis. If we do this, we believe this will improve. Great. That's a hypothesis with an approach wrapped into it. Okay, get clear what that approach is. Who's doing it? Is it all the whole team? Is it an individual? Is it a few people? When is it happening? How is it happening? Okay, what are you going to measure so that you know that you're improving? Okay. And actually take that action. So Really think about the retro. How are you going to make an impact with the team so that they are better? It's all about service to that team, that organisation, okay? but through the lens of continual improvement. So on day one, you really want to be quiet. Let people tell you what they think. Talk to as many people as you can and plan to spend many more days doing so. And start planning and thinking about that retrospective that's coming up. How can you help that team really accelerate towards performance? If you've got to this point in the video, I hope you've enjoyed it. If so, a like would be appreciated. If you want to hear more from me, more answers to questions that maybe you've got in the Agile world, please subscribe to the channel. And if you've got a question that you really want answered, drop it in the comments. I promise we'll get around to it. Thank you.